Merry Christmas! Happy Hanukkah! And Bah Humbug. Get everybody in that. Isaiah, the 7th chapter, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And will call him Emmanuel. One of the most amazing parts of the Christmas miracle is this fact that a virgin conceived and gave birth to a son. We read about it in Luke, the first chapter. The angel appeared to her and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And he said this, For nothing is impossible with God. This Christmas season, I want you to reflect on this very simple truth. You cannot give birth to a miracle unless you conceive it first. Tonight I want to talk to you about conceiving the impossible. Now what does it mean to conceive? Now Webster defines the word conceive as to cause to begin. How does one cause a miracle to begin in their life? Simply by this. By seeing it on the inside first. You'll never give birth to a miracle on the outside until you conceive it first on the inside. You've got to be able to imagine your miracle. In Matthew, we read this story about a woman who had been sick for many, many years. It says in Matthew, the ninth chapter, a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. It's a long time. Came up behind Jesus and touched the edge of his cloak. She had said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. And as you read the story, Jesus is walking along. He's surrounded by thousands of people, just throngs. And they're all grabbing at him and all crying out to them, all calling him. They all wanted to touch Jesus and everybody wanted something, needed something. But in the midst of that, as he's pushing through the crowd, suddenly he stops and says, who touched me? Of course, his disciples thought he was a loony. He said, hello, everybody's touching you. He said, no, 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 no. Somebody touched me. You see, it's not just noise and hollering and screaming and crying that gets God's attention. In fact, you can scream, cry, holler, and bellyache all day long. And I get your miracle. What gets God's attention is faith. When you approach God in faith. This woman approached Jesus. Unlike everyone else. She approached him in faith. She believed it. She conceived of it. She thought to herself. If I can just touch the hem of his garment. I know I'll be healed. She saw it on the inside before she ever experienced it on the outside. Why did this woman receive a miracle while so many others did not? Very simply because she had conceived the impossible. In Matthew the 8th chapter we read this story. It says when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? And the centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. Just say the word 
Just say the word and my servant will be healed. Here's a guy who did not need Jesus actually to show up. We hear people say today, oh man, if Jesus would just show up, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't it be great if there he was? Then we think we can get our miracle. Then we think great things would happen. But no, 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 no. This guy got it. He says, all I need from you is just to say the word. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. Then he goes on to explain why he can get this concept. He says, for I myself am a man under authority. Think about that for a minute. I'll come back to that. With soldiers under me. I tell this one to go, he goes. That one to come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does it. Here's a guy who basically is in authority. But notice he didn't say, I'm a man in authority. He said, I'm a man under authority. I'm under authority to others and I understand authority when I give it to others, other commands. I obey others' commands and others underneath me obey their commands. He understood the chain of authority. He understood who Jesus was. He understood that all he had to do was say it and it would happen. Just like he, as a man in authority, all he had to do was say, hey, just accomplish this and boom, everybody runs out and does it. Or if the people above him were to say, bada bing, bada boom, he just went and did it. And he understood this with Jesus. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And the Bible says, and his servant was healed at that very hour. Why did this centurion receive his miracle? Because he had conceived the impossible. He could imagine it happening. He could see it first. And when I talk about this, and you'll hear me talk about this a lot. This is one of the big things that I, uh, I repeat over and over again to people. Because I just want to get it into them. If you cannot perceive it. If you cannot see it. You can't get it. I'm amazed at how many times I will challenge someone who's struggling in their faith and they, they, they're really in trouble. And I always ask this very simple question. I said, let me ask you a question. Can you imagine you getting your answer? 98% of the time they always say to me, no, I can't. Please pray for me. Please do this. Pray. And I got to stop and say, look, before we get into prayer, you need to get to the basics. If you can't even imagine it, you should be able to imagine anything. If I said imagine a pink polka dot elephant, you all can imagine that right now. Right? I could, I could describe the most weird, strange scenario. Boom, you can picture it in your mind right away. You can really tell when you're in a state of unbelief when you can't even picture your miracle. I know what it's like. I've been there. But I don't stay there. I remember when my wife was first diagnosed with cancer and there were tumors growing on her legs. And of course, your initial reaction always is to freak out. And I freaked out just like everybody else. But I don't stay there, you know. It takes me about 24 hours and I'm okay again. Get back to a place of faith. And, and I'll never forget, as I started praying, I couldn't even picture it. It was like saying, pink polka dot turtle. And I, I couldn't even see it in my eyes. In the eye of my mind. And I knew right away there was a stronghold of unbelief in my life. What would you do? I started praying and I started fasting. Praying and fasting. I'm just going to pray and I'm going to fast. And all I'm asking is to be able to picture it on the inside. 
I finally got to where a place of faith where, yes, I can imagine. I can conceive the impossible on the inside. I can experience faith. God, I believe you can do this. I can see you doing this. It's the first step of faith. And it was right at that time that the circumstances started changing in her. And those things started going away. And, and, and God just was with us as we worked through the whole thing and stuff, you know. But if, if you can't even imagine it, if you can't conceive it, because you need to conceive it so it can give birth on the inside of you. Do not underestimate the power of conceiving. I was watching this show hosted by uh, William Shatner. You remember him? Uh, and the, the sh- name of the show was called How Star Trek Changed the World. Anybody ever see this little documentary? It's, it's a very, very cool thing. It's like two hours long. It's absolutely fascinating. How much technical, technological advancements have happened over the last 10, 20, 30 years, whatever it is, since Star Trek has been around. And they went to the uh, inventors of these units and asked them, what inspired you to make this? And they said, I saw it on Star Trek. I said, how many of you got a cell phone? Yeah, too many of you, you know. And just... Remember Spock and those guys? Bring me up, Scotty, you know. The guy who invented that thing got the idea from watching Star Trek. He saw that and says, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool? The minute he could conceive of it, he started moving forward to make it happen. You ever walk into a Walmart and as they step up to the door, the door goes, open up, you walk in, they close behind you. You know where that idea came from? Star Trek. Watch the show. They had guys who would stand inside and they would pull open the doors and then they'd get through and they'd close, you know, but it looked automatic. And it was, you know, it was all fake back then. No one ever conceived of doors like that before. The guy who invented those doors that respond to the radio waves, open up like that, saw it on Star Trek. The man who invented the MRI, a way of looking inside you without cutting you open, got the idea from Star Trek. Remember when McCoy would hold those little, you know, over you, you know, I see what's wrong with him because of a little tiny thing. But uh, um, he got that idea from what, it was fascinating. I, I, I can't even remember all the things, but it was absolutely incredible. All because some crazy, and, and the funny thing about it is, is, is they were interviewing the guys who wrote Star Trek. He said, we just sat around making this stuff up. We're just making stuff up. You know, it was outer space, man. You can do anything in space, right? So these guys just started making stuff up. Wouldn't it be cool if this happened? Wouldn't it be cool if that happened? And these people would see it. Because they saw it acted out. They were young men when they saw these shows. It put the idea in their head. They could conceive it. And they went out and they made it happen. And the reason why no one had ever done it before is no one could even conceive of the idea. Conceiving is a powerful thing. You guys are looking at me like I dropped in from Mars tonight. I think I'm in the wrong place. I love the story of Abraham. I always talk about Abraham, the father of faith. Here's a guy, his name's Abram. God comes to him and says, I want you to change your name from Abram to Abraham. Abraham, the father of a multitude. Which was a little odd because he wasn't a father. Didn't have any kids. His wife couldn't have any kids. They tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. Nothing. God said, I want you to change your name. The father of a multitude. 
He'd walk into town and say, hi, how you doing? Good. He'd say, what's your name? Abraham. Oh, really? You got lots of kids? No, I don't. I don't think you understand what Abraham means there, young man. Here's a guy who just, he couldn't even conceive of it himself. His wife literally could not conceive. But for years, God kept telling him to call himself Abraham. 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 And God would say to him, when you go out at night, I want you to look up at the stars. And I want you to count the stars in the heavens. And your descendants are going to be more than the stars in the heavens. And every night, I'm sure, Abraham would come out of his tent. And he would look up. And he would reflect on what God had said. And he would start Counting the stars. And he would begin to imagine. Begin to conceive. And eventually something happens in this man. And he begins to believe God's promise more than he believed his experience. That is faith. That's when things start to change. But you've got to be able to conceive the impossible on the inside. You know, I'm always challenging people to think bigger. Why can't we do such and such? Why can't we touch the world? One of the challenges that is our, in our campus in Stevens Point. You know, Stevens Point is a small little town. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest challenges when I first got there was getting them to think and imagine, hey, we can affect the world right from here. We really can. We really can. And at the time I was saying this, we, could, we weren't doing jack. No one had ever heard of me. No one had heard of anything we were trying to do. And the more we just kept trusting God and believing God. You know, now they're, they're great. I mean, they're, they're packed full of faith over there. You know, they can believe almost anything now because they, they see it. They, 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 they begin to imagine. They begin to see it. Yes, we can do it. We can make a difference. We can touch and change the world. With just a few hundred of you here right now, we could change the world with the people right here. Right now. I don't believe that. That's why your life stinks. (laughs) It is. Why does my life stink? Because you don't believe anything. Well, I got to see it first. You'll never believe it if you see it first. The, The Bible is replete with examples of people who saw incredible miracles and did not believe it. How do you not believe? How, how do you hang around Jesus and walk away an unbeliever? Yet thousands of them did. He would raise people from the dead. This is very impressive. It's one thing to pray for a cold, you know. I got a headache. Let me pray for you. People are, yeah, I think so. Thanks. You know, That's one thing. Dead people, that's very impressive when they start getting up and walking around again. Personally, it would freak the willies out of me. <laughs> ah! you know, I'd be taken off, you know. But uh, they would see stuff. They would see it with their own eyes, and it meant nothing to them. Why? Because true faith doesn't come from these eyes. It comes from these eyes. Well, you can trust and believe before you see anything. The incredible miracle of Mary. And what incredible faith this young lady had to take this word this angel had said and to go, yeah, yeah, be it done to me just like you said. I can do this. We can do this. With God, anything is possible. 
And she literally conceived the impossible. Now, as hard as people really struggle with this, what's incredibly ironic is that those of you who are listening to my voice right now who struggle with this concept and have the least amount of faith have the greatest ability to conceive. The very thing I'm talking about. You know how you do it? You worry. Every time you worry, fret, and freak out, you are conceiving the worst that could possibly happen. You're very good at it, some of you. You're pros, man. As soon as the rain starts to fall, you can just picture, you know, something horrible. My husband's in the rain. I hope it's going to be okay. The road's going to get slippery. I can see him crashing and, and getting all mangled and, and, and dying. And, and worse, I can, I, then you redo the movie and, and it's worse. He doesn't die. He lives. <laughs> and now you got to take care of him for the rest of your life. And you worry about this. And, and then you picture yourself in poverty and, and, and your children not having anything. And, and you can picture the funeral and you picture crying and you just start freaking out inside to the point you get physically ill come on some of you warriors you know what I'm talking about you start picturing it you start living it on the inside you start the minute the doctor says you know you're gonna die man you, you're just you're digging the grave already you just, you just lock into that word. I'm going to die. I just know I'm going to die. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> and you live in fear. And you rehearse it. And you re-rehearse it. And you live it. You become Cecil B. DeMille for you geezers. You become Steven Spielberg for you younger ones. You become this incredible movie producer. And you produce these incredible movies of horror and disaster and pain and agony. <laughs> And it becomes so real, you start telling everyone your, your, your screenplay. It's, it's, it's horrible. I just, I'm so worried because this is it. The doctor said I might die. Just, oh, oh, it's going to be it. And you live it and you live it and you live it. And then you come and listen to somebody like me saying you need to conceive faith on the inside. You go, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, got, I got no idea what does that mean. I don't even know what that means. When you're a pro at it, you're skillful at it. Man, I tell you, you need, to, you need to change the movie in your brain. I got news for you. Just because your banker says you're going to go under, doesn't mean you're going to go under. I got news for you. Just because the doctor says you're going to die, doesn't mean you're going to die. Is anybody here the doctor said you were going to die and you're still alive? Anybody? No, seriously. You? Anybody else? I know my wife. I know several others in the church that are not here. I know lots. I know people in Stephen's point. That doctor, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. Well, you know, the thing with that is that eventually they'll, they'll be right. <laughs> well, I told him he's going to die. He's 93. Well, I told him he's going to die, you know. I got news for you. The doctors don't know everything. Anyone ever meet a doctor who didn't know everything? You know, and some of the doctors will throw stuff at me. Your wife's a doctor, but you know, you know, the honest ones will admit they don't know it all. So they're just guessing. They don't lock into that word. I can show you the word of God. 
I can show you the word of God how you can have a miracle experience, complete turnaround physically in your life. I can show you scriptures that promise God can do a miracle and heal you. But you, you, you don't hear that word. What you, what you hear is, is the word of the, of the doctor. And, and, and you believe his word more than God's word. And, uh, and that's okay. We love you. This is not condemning people. Look, not everybody gets this. Quite frankly, sadly, most don't. I would love to see that change. Amen. I would love to, And I'm just going to keep beating on you. These guys in point, they've heard the sermon 30 times already. <laughs> I never let up on this one. You know, we need to be able to experience our miracles on the inside. But if you can't, we still love you. Man, I, I will hold you, we'll cry with you. You know, I'll give you the nicest funeral I can. <laughs> I'm serious. Look, we're all going to die someday. You know, it's no big deal. There's no condemnation. But, but don't say God couldn't do it. God can do anything. For there is nothing, the angel said, that is impossible with God. God can conceive the impossible on the inside of you. And, and, it's, and literally, I've got wonderful friends who just, they, and, and they've heard my, the sermon half a dozen times, and they still can't get through it. And we still love them. We encourage them, lift them up. Baby steps. Baby steps. We'll get there. We'll get there. Just, you know. But don't tell me you can't do this, because you can. I know you can. Every one of you can. Because when it comes to the negative side of this, we are pros at it. It's time to turn your worry into worship. It's time to turn your fretting into faith. It's time to turn your despair into deliverance. And the way you do that is you've got to conceive the impossible. You know what's funny is nothing's possible until you conceive it first. Not even failure. Not even sin. Look at James. James says when you're tempted, don't say God's tempting me. God can't be tempted with evil. He doesn't tempt people. He doesn't say hold sin out for any and say let's see whether or not you're going to fall. He doesn't do that to you. You get into temptation, you need to pray. It has to be delivered. Jesus said deliver us from evil. Pray that you don't fall into temptation. But each one of you is tempted when you're dragged away by your own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire, desire has what? Concede. Anybody out there? Is it not up there? It's not up there, that's why. Was it up there? Put it up, there we go. Who's back there? I can't see. Then after desire has what? Conceived, there we go. It gives birth to sin. Even sin can't happen in your life till it's conceived in you. People fall into sin. I don't, I don't know how it happened. It was a complete surprise. It was not. I fell into, I fell into adultery. I don't know how it happened. I know. You conceived it first. You've got to watch your thoughts, I'm telling you. You don't do anything until you experience it on the inside. I'm telling you, what I'm talking about that sounds so radical, you all do it all the time. What I'm challenging you is start doing it in faith. Start conceiving a picture on the inside where you see the answer. Where you see God changing situations around. Where you're thinking righteous thoughts. Instead of unrighteous thoughts. Philippians 4.8 says this. Finally brothers and sisters. Whatever is true. Whatever is noble. Whatever is right. Whatever is pure. Whatever is lovely. Whatever is admirable. All these good things. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy. Think about such things. Why? 
So you can conceive the impossible on the inside of you. The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you for nothing is impossible with God. Mary said, Let it be unto me as you have said. And she conceived the impossible and gave birth to a boy and gave him the name Jesus. Isaiah said we would call him Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. All of this happened because a young girl in faith conceived the impossible. Every time that little boy kicked in her belly, it was impossible. When he was born and she held him in her arms, it was impossible. As she watched him grow from a baby into a child, from a child into a man, it was impossible. Every time she heard him teach and do miracles, it was all impossible. When he died on the cross and rose again from the dead, it was all still impossible. But it happened. Why? Because with God, anything is possible. The question tonight is, do you know this impossible miracle? Do you know this incredible thing that was conceived in an impossible way? His name is Jesus. Do you know Jesus? Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer tonight as we close the service. I'm going to ask all of you to repeat this prayer with me. If, you're, if you've never truly surrendered your heart to Jesus, maybe you've been in services like this a thousand times, but you've never really surrendered to him and, and given him your heart and let him conceive the impossible of salvation in you. Maybe you're a first time guest or visitor here. It doesn't, doesn't matter. But if you've never ever truly surrendered your heart to Jesus, I want to pray this simple little prayer with you. And if you will mean this prayer from the bottom of your heart, Jesus will come into your life. He will forgive you of your sins. Lift away the guilt of your failure. Put his love and his spirit in you and you will tonight conceive the impossible. Let's pray this together. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. Tonight I make a decision. I choose to follow you. Thank you for going to the cross for me. I ask you to come into my heart and to take away my sins. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You say, is it that simple? It it is that simple. It's not always easy. That little decision of truly surrendering your heart to him, trusting in something you cannot see, can be the hardest thing in the world for a lot of people. But if you'll just give birth in faith and let Jesus come into your life, he can transform and change every area of your life, no matter what it is. Because nothing is impossible. Do we have one of the books there? We don't, do we? I know it's a new thing we've never done before. So, But anyway, if you, <laughs> if you prayed that, I'm teasing them. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, I have a book I would love to give you. It's written by my brother. Uh, if you stop at the guest services out here and just walk up and say, hey, I'd like that free book. 
And it's a great little book. It'll answer questions you might have about faith and getting to know God. It's my gift to you. Just take that and enjoy that. And, and, uh, and, uh, and, and it'll help you grow in your faith and learn more about Christ. And are y'all glad you came to church tonight? Yeah. I mean, God bless you guys. Let's all stand. Let's close in a word of prayer. Lord, we are so grateful for all of your blessings. Thank you, God. Help us to get this stuff. God, help us to get past unbelief. Help us to get past fear. Help us to get past failure. Help us to quit letting our past dictate our future. Help us to get to a place where we can start to picture the answers that we desire from you on the inside. We thank you for it. Give faith to each and every one, I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Have a great night. See you all Sunday.